Welcome to Happy Talks with Dr. Alice and Donovan. Dr. Alice Fong is a holistic naturopathic doctor and founder of Amour de Soi Wellness. And Donovan Jensen is a software engineer and founder of HowToHappy.com. Together, they're out to cause more happiness in the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Happy Talks. Today, Donovan and I are going to be discussing how to take care of yourself. Self-care is so important and critical. We don't always take the time to do that. So I'm just curious, Donovan, what, what are your self-care routines or what do you do to support your well-being? Yeah, so the first thing that I'm thinking of is that it's like, it's kind of been a process for me, right? In, in terms of figuring out which parts of my routine or which habits I can build into my life that actually help me take better care of myself and which ones don't. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that's not quite what you asked, but there's like a list of things that uh, hypothetically fall under self-care, but that don't actually make me feel better. So for example, like watching TV is one, for example, like for some people that might be rejuvenating or whatever else. But for me, I found out over time that like that doesn't make me feel any better that doesn't do anything for me. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's been like this kind of process of, of like discovery and uncovering different pieces. Mm -hmm. um, the parts in my life right now that are really important for me and, and to make sure that I'm functioning well, first is exercise. Like if I miss exercise for more than, uh, I don't know, two days, there's mm -hmm. like a 90% chance I'm gonna have some sort of problem on the third day, uh, likely with my mood. Um, and that's just something like I found out over time. So, so exercise for sure is super important. Um, getting outside every day sounds a little bit silly, but, uh, it's, it's pretty easy to just stay inside working most of the time. Um, and when I say like get outside, I don't mean like drive to the store. I mean like go on a walk or like spend some quality time outdoors. Um, that's another big important one. And another one that comes to top of mind is making sure that I'm investing in my relationships in some way. Uh, I get quite a bit out of uh, some amount of socialization. Like I'm a bit on the introverted side, so I can also get overstimulated pretty easily. But if I'm not uh, investing in my relationships in some way and developing them and having quality time with others, um, then that's, that's uh, a negative if I don't do that. Um, those are the first couple things that I can think of. I'd be curious what, what you've got. Uh, on your end? Yeah, for me, this has been kind of a journey in discovering for myself and what I need. And I kind of similarly, I don't know if TV rejuvenates me, but you know, but at the same time, if I'm really exhausted, it's kind of just a way to kind of let my brain decompress after a long day occasionally. But for me, I think the, the most critical thing is sleep. And why that's important because I feel like it, it determines how well I function in the day. And I know for myself and even my, my Fitbit kind of gives me indicators. Generally when I get at least seven plus hours of sleep, ideally eight is the goal, but I, you know, my sleep quality improves. I actually do pretty well, with my sleep number, I typically get in the 80s, occasionally 90s, uh, whereas my partner gets in the 70s oftentimes. But I know if I can get like to that certain number of sleep hours, then I, I just function infinitely better. I feel better mood-wise, energy, and more clear and focused instead of like dragging through the day. And I, that was kind of a big lesson for me that I had to learn in medical school 
where I remember my second quarter of my first year of school where we had nine finals. <laughs> it was pretty intense and insane. And I was just cramming insanely and getting four hours of sleep every night, surviving off of rock star energy drinks. And I thought that's what I needed to do. It was just what I thought was necessary to get through these finals. But in reality, I didn't perform <laughs> that great on those finals. And then I ended up getting sick for a week for my whole spring break. So that was really not so fun. And I, I knew I needed to approach things differently. So my next quarter, I created the, the rule that I, I will stop studying by 10 p.m. That's the limit. Because like once you try absorbing information when you're exhausted, it really doesn't go in and you'll read the same line five times and it still doesn't make sense. And that's when you need to just stop and just rest. And, uh, and I really needed to learn to manage my time better, to not wait till the end and cram it all, but like study throughout the quarter and have clear structures around that and manage my well-being and getting enough sleep was really a huge difference. So I stopped studying by 10 p.m., usually try to go to bed by 11 or so. And yeah, and I would get a good night of sleep every night during that week, and I performed actually infinitely better. I thought like putting more hours in time would give me better results, but really it was just taking care of my well-being made the difference for me. And, you know, it was not just the sleep factor, but it was also managing um, my time, you know, managing my anxiety. I had test anxiety. It was a lot of very stack eating foods that fueled me rather than gave me like a sugar crash and then like was like groggy <laughs> and lethargic later on. So it was really supporting my well-being as well. And I think it also comes down to nutrition is self-care and just taking breaks. I tend to be in a go, go, go mode all the time. And so for me to take breaks sometimes is a challenge because I'm like, oh, I could do more. I could do that one thing. I know I want to get this done. And to know that like, no, breaks are the way for me to recover and rejuvenate so I can actually accomplish more and feel like energized and productive versus just being like a slow crawl. Like one example I tell my clients is, you know, if you're on the hamster wheel all the time and you're going, going, going all the time, eventually you're not going to be running. You're going to be walking and then maybe crawling. You're still trying to go at a crawl. And if you just got off the wheel and rested, get some sleep and then got back on the wheel, then you could actually run <laughs> at a pace versus trying to like crawl indefinitely is not a fun experience. So that's, that's the analogy I use. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense because, uh, you know, I've had similar feelings before where I'm trying to get just so much stuff done. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, oh, if I just push more hours into this, mm -hmm. I'm going to be able to get it done. And taking a break is like some sort of cheating or some sort of, right. I'm not doing enough or whatever else. But if I look at, and I have done this before, kind of the outcomes relative to, to uh, the time spent and, and taking breaks and whatnot. The outcomes are far better if I sneak just a little bit of some pauses, of some breaks, of some, you know, time to, to kind of recuperate. And the other thing that I was thinking of while you're talking is, it's interesting because I often hear like this, like treat yourself type phrase used in sort of the same way as take care of yourself. 
Yeah. Um, I, I see some overlap between those, but I actually think of those as very distinct. And I think there have been times in the past where it wasn't that clear to me. Mm-hmm. And I did things that were more under the lines of treating myself as like pretending it was self-care. So mm-hmm. by that, I mean like there were times where I did things like, oh, I'm going to have some sort of like sugary treat, right? Mm-hmm. To, take, to take care of myself right. without realizing that it's not really taking care of me, right? Like I'm, I'm getting some sort of momentary like, oh, I'm being treated like this is really nice, mm-hmm. but not in a way that's actually sustainable or producing the types of things that I want. And that's kind of where I think like the, for me at least, the, the TV part comes in. Like I said, for other people, it helps them unwind and stuff. But for me, it feels like more of like a, a, a treat where like it doesn't really produce the things that I need as opposed to um, taking care of myself where like if it's eating or sleeping or relationships. And the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, wow, taking care of yourself is like actually a huge deal. Like it's actually a lot of work. It's actually like every single realm put together. <laughs> like every single thing is part of like taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so anyway, I think that's like an important piece is kind of the distinction between those two things because at least for me um i have often mixed them up in ways that got me confused because i'd be like i am taking care of myself when really i was treating myself uh with things that didn't necessarily uh take care of myself i'd be curious what your thoughts are on that angle yeah no i like that you made that distinction between treating yourself and taking care of yourself because with that in mind i actually don't feel like TV is taking care of myself. It's not, it is like a treat yourself. It's not necessarily productive to my well-being. And it, it, it occasionally, you know, if I'm able to limit it, like, you know, maybe just a half hour or an hour a night versus like getting sucked into a YouTube hole and then being up till like two in the morning watching video after video thinking, oh, well, just 10 more minutes. And then I, I get to bed really late and then I don't get enough sleep then I feel crappy in the morning, then that's not helpful. <laughs> but if it's just like, if I can limit it, like box it to just like a certain amount of time, then, you know, that is a treat yourself. That's not something I necessarily need. And lately I haven't even had time for that, but I don't feel like I'm really missing out. Um, but at the same time, I'm trying to think of like something that I would think that would be treating myself. Uh, what comes to my mind is, getting a massage uh, like once once a month is something I like to do and it is kind of a treat yourself but at the same time it's kind of just a like oh (laughs) calm and relax and and take care of my body because that is like helpful for my body and my mind uh to some degree as well so I think the treat yourself in a way that's not necessarily helpful to your well-being is is different than like treating yourself that is helpful like a massage I think is helpful for my well-being um, and feeling better in my body and mind versus some things like doesn't necessarily make me feel better. It's just kind of like, yeah, it's a nice little reward treat after working really hard, I guess. Yeah. So as you're talking about it, I'm thinking like taking care of yourself is kind of like behaviors that pay off in the, in the intermediate and long term. Yeah. And treating yourself are things that pay off immediately. Mm-hmm. and sometimes there's overlap like massage was the exact same example that came to my mind when you when you started talking about it mm-hmm. there's some things that do overlap yeah but there are other th- things that don't overlap and that's like the quadrant that I was in mm-hmm. um in the past like before I was really thinking about it like I would just do these hard grinding days 
something that's not going to set me up for like, you know, the intermediate or long-term and then like this brief respite from, I don't know, all the stress or whatever else. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, like incurring some sort of debt. So um, yeah, I think you're right. I think there are some subset of activities that fit uh, with both. And, you know, like in that case, the thing that you're, you're using is like money to like get a massage, which seems like it probably a good trade off from time to time. So yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense to me that there are some activities that like nicely blend the two. Mm, yeah, definitely. And the other thing I'd be curious to hear your thoughts about it. My, my opinion about self-care is that it is necessary as a means of survival. And I think a lot of people have this mindset that it's almost selfish in a way. And actually the name of my business is called Amour de Soul Wellness, which stands for love of self in French, but not in the narcissistic kind of way, but actually in the way of it's, it's necessary as a means to survive if you don't take care of yourself. Because, you know, I get we, we all have a lot of responsibilities. There's a lot of people counting on us. But if you're constantly like giving, 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 going, 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 you're depleted, then you really aren't able to contribute to those people like you would be if you actually took care of yourself. It's like that example of when you're on a plane and they tell you that you have to like, if the plane's going down, you got to put your air mask on first and then you take care of your child. And it's like, you know, our instinct is just to take care of the child first, but then you know, and then you're passed out and you don't even get to that because you're like passed out because you didn't get into oxygen to yourself. So it is a matter of survival is my opinion about that. So I'm curious what your thoughts about that. Yeah. I mean, I feel pretty much the same way and it's very easy to get trapped in, in a place that's out of balance, right? It's very easy to get trapped in a way that's like, oh, I don't need to, uh, you know, go to sleep right now. I can stay up an extra hour and get some stuff done. Oh, I don't need to eat. You know, like I can grab a, a quick bite at, at a fast food place today. Cause it's not a big deal. I can, you know, like I can play in the margins, but what happens is like enough of those choices happen that they add up. And sometimes, you know, like with sleep, like one, one instance of it has an impact. So I think that's like the pitfall, right? I think most people, maybe not most people, I don't know. Uh, 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 it, it seems to make sense, right? Like if you're in a good place, then you can do more good things. Mm-hmm. As you get more like beat down and deteriorated, your thinking gets cloudy, your energy goes down, your ability to just do things evaporates. So I don't think it's like as much of like a, oh, like I'm, I, I just don't think I need to take care of myself, but, but it, it gets weighed out as like, oh, I could just do a little more, a little more, a little more until it gets to the point where it's like, Actually, all these choices are going to catch up to you. All of these things are here now. Um, so that, that's been at least my experience or like what I've seen is just like people don't prioritize self-care and I've done it in the past where I don't prioritize it because I think like, like you were saying with the, with all my studying stuff, right? Like, oh, I can cut corners on this for yeah. just like this week. Then I'll get everything back to normal and we'll be good and ready. But mm-hmm. it just doesn't really work out like that. Like, especially for... Uh, some of the choices come back like immediately, you know, within a couple hours, uh, like, like sleeping is the perfect example. Like as soon as you don't sleep, mm-hmm. then you're already facing the consequences. Yeah. So I think it's just, it's, it's mostly uh, about being more mindful of like, what are the trade-offs? Like, what am I actually putting on the line? Mm-hmm. Um, and it can kind of be hard too, because sometimes you do get 
uh, rewards, you do get some kind of like positive feedback for pushing through a little bit, right? Like, had you had you studied all night and done really well, you would have been like, okay, well, like that's that's the thing I need to do. Right. Um, and I think it gets hard because you don't necessarily have the counterfactual of like, okay, let me run this A B to- A B test of like this is perfect night sleep test. This is cram <laughs> night it's test. Nice. Yeah. You know, so you kind of have to um, a little bit like understand or infer that these self-care behaviors are going to produce better outcomes because you may not have had enough like parallel experiences to say like, Oh wow, this one is always better, you know, because like life is changing and things are different and, and whatever else. So that's been one thing that's, that's important for me at least because in the past I had thought like I can cut corners here. I can cut corners there. It doesn't really have that much of an impact. And then when I would do the right behaviors, I'd be like, see, it's basically the same, but like I lost an hour or two. However, I, I, I actually spent some time like very carefully like documenting out some stuff um, and it was most clear around my workouts. But once I actually had like hard numbers and like really clear metrics, I was able to see like, wow, actually these behaviors determine outcomes a lot more than I thought. Like it felt kind of the same. I felt like, oh, I mostly do my best. I mostly do, you know, whatever. But you can't really tell like how foggy your brain is, how tired your muscles already are. Like it's, it's really hard to tell without getting some metrics. So yeah, and, and unless like people want to actually sit down and list everything out, uh, you kind of just have to like believe or like infer that these behaviors are going to produce better outcomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think looking at the metrics is important because that determines if you're gonna continue to do those actions again <laughs> or not. And actually, the fact that when you were talking about that, I actually was able to get away with, you know, pulling all-nighters and doing fine in undergrad. I could get away with that where I did like pull all-nighters and I could get like a decent grade out of that. And I remember in undergrad, don't tell, I'm sorry, professors, <laughs> this is like over a decade ago, but I, I did like, you know, I would write like a five page paper in one night and get a B and be fine. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, it works. And apparently then getting to med school was a different experience because it's like you could not get away with that kind of shit in, in med school because there's like so much information. There's so much knowledge. There's so much like you cannot just cram it all in one night and be fine. And that was like the hard lesson that I had to learn was, okay, this, this way of how I was being in school and undergrad worked fine then, but it's not working now. So I need to find a different approach. And I think, I don't know if it could be just like the older I got, my body's less resilient to (laughs) these all-nighters. It just is like, my body's like, nope, you're tired. Nope, you can't do anything else. So just don't even try. And yeah, maybe that shifts as as we age. But that that is, you know, I had positive reinforcement when I was an undergrad to continue those behaviors. And it was until I was performing poorly that got me to think, okay, maybe this isn't the best approach (laughs) to take things on this way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's hard too, right? Because you don't have the other examples. Like all the yeah. only examples you had were like, okay, I did this behavior that wasn't really taking care of myself and it worked out. Yeah. But like, you know, there's a, there's a good amount of, of research on sleep and whatnot that almost definitely you would have done better in those instances if you had been on like this more uh, structured sleep schedule and whatnot. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So I guess that's 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 a, the, the main thrust of what I was driving at is like you may not have seen it firsthand, you may not have seen exactly how these behaviors play out, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of research, a lot of studies on just like all this self care stuff, mm-hmm. all these different realms that if you have them tightened up, you're going to perform better across a number of categories. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah, and I think it's routines also make a really big difference for me in my self care and knowing that okay, every day I'm doing this activity. I exercise at the same time every day and that, that helps. And it's like, I stop work at a certain time. I don't go past it. And, you know, I go to bed at a certain time and I don't, you know, there's, I mean, I, I obviously don't always follow it, follow it as strictly as I, I could and would like to, but I know when I am stricter with my routine, it does um, allow me to have more of that balance, especially mapping everything out in my calendar, I think is another way of self-care in that instead of having that sense of, I never have time, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. That would be a constant story that would come up for me because I'm always one to be super busy all the time. It's like, I don't have time for exercising even 10 minutes a day or meditating. I don't have time for that was my excuse. But when I actually took the time to do those things, I could accomplish way more when I took that time and made it a part of my routine instead of just kind of figuring out what should I be doing now? And when you put your whole life into your calendar, not just your work commitments, but your whole life, like your well-being, I have like a well-being calendar, I have a perfect health calendar, I have a ridiculous amount of calendars that support all aspects in all areas of my life. So I know that there's a good balance. And so I'm not like, I just look at my calendar and what I need to be doing. If it's self-care, then that's what I'm doing rather than just being like, oh, well, you know, not knowing, oh, it feels like I have free time. So I'll just watch some TV versus when I really should have been doing something more productive to my well-being and my health uh, in that time versus just kind of blowing that free time off with some YouTube. <laughs> black holes. Yeah, I think you mentioned something really important, which is kind of like the habits and the routines, um, or just, you know, generally making time for some of this stuff. Because I do think occasionally, uh, especially myself, get in this mindset of like, okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to grind hard, and then, you know, do these things that I'm not really supposed to be doing. And then I'll take some time off and do the self care, and then I'll go back to grinding hard. But that's not how it works. Like, that's not at all how it works. Like, you can't, eat fast food every day for two years and then spend a week on a juice cleanse. Like that's not, that's not the way that uh, works and it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that sometimes like that's the mindset that comes up, at least for me, it's just like, I will, I will get all this debt and then I'll pay it back. And it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Like these behaviors are things that need to be built in to a regular schedule. They need to be built in now depending on what the thing is, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be every day, but like you were saying with massage, like once a month, like, great. Like that's a great timetable to put it on. That's a great thing to like walk out and have time for. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the same way for like a lot of these other behaviors, just kind of having like some rules or guidelines around what it is that you actually want to do. Mm -hmm. Like you were saying, with kind of having your time blocked out and being like, if I'm going to watch TV, I want it to be scheduled, like know when I'm going to do it in the same way. Like, when I am going to eat out, 
I want to know how often that's going to happen as opposed to making the decision every day to be like, oh, how do I feel right now? Because if I make decisions in the moment based on how I feel, most of the time I want pizza. Like, <laughs> there's not going to be very many times where I don't want that. So I do think it's really important to like build this out in a way that is sustainable. And I think it's a little different for each person. Um, you know, there are some core things like some exercise and nutrition and things and like, um, some of that is, is pretty universal, but I think there are some other behaviors that are like specific to people. Mm-hmm. But I think once you figure out what things really put you in a good space or like the, the structure of the day that works for you, really reinforcing that um, and getting those habits built up is by far the most sustainable thing because it's the same as, as a dieting in general, where it's like, I'm going to be strict. Okay, now I'm going to be loose. Okay, I'm going to be strict. All right, now I'm going to do whatever I want. Like you don't get the outcomes you want. What you get is this like, I lost some weight. I gained some weight. I lost some weight. I gained some weight. In the same way, it's like, I have energy today. I have nothing today. I have some energy. Like it's just not a sustainable uh, set of practices to kind of just continuously make these decisions in the moment. And it might take some time to kind of like, oh, I'm going to try doing this. Okay. When I do this, I have absolutely no energy for the whole day. You know, like some time to kind of work out what works. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's important to highlight that the routine uh, implementation of some of these behaviors is really important because trying to play catch up just doesn't work for the most part. Mm-hmm. Right. It does catch up to you eventually. And I like the example you used with weight loss because that's actually something I struggled with on and off where I would just cheat on the weekends. <laughs> it's like, okay, finally we got to Friday. I can let loose, eat whatever the frick I want. Cause I've been doing really good all week. And then all day Saturday and then all day Sunday, it's just like, well, I was good all week. So I'm, I'm just going to like fall off the wagon completely. And it was just like all the progress I made in the week was just like out the window. And when I started to be like, okay, well, you know, I do like to go out and have quality time with people I care about, you know, that, that fulfills me and that, that's good, but I don't need to be doing that three days out of half the week, three out of seven days. It's like half the week essentially. And so when I started to limit it to just like, not just even a cheat day, but just like one cheat meal per week rather than a whole cheat day of like eat whatever the F I want (laughs) kind of a thing, then I actually made a lot of progress where I still also felt like I wasn't depriving myself either. Um, and I could have like the social socialization that I like <laughs> as well when I'm eating out, but I was restricting it to just like once a week versus like three days in a row of crab. <laughs> yeah. And it also brings up something that's interesting, maybe a little tangential to our topic, but uh, you know, like some of those behaviors, some of those like feel good in the moment behaviors, as you continue to do them, I mean, eating is a perfect example, right? Like you have a chocolate bar this big, these two bites are awesome. And then the rest is just kind of like this, like I'm plugging along just like eating it. Like it's not the, the, the value of the experience kind of like deteriorates as you get more and more of it, or at least, or at least it's not as nice as like the initial little bits. So I think that's another thing that's like worth considering is like when you are going to treat yourself, mm-hmm. um, like you were saying, like one time is enough to basically like scratch that itch of like, Oh, I want like something a little different. I want to go out as opposed to this whole weekend where, you know, I'm sure by, by the second or third day, like it's, you're still, you know, having that experience, but it's not nearly as like nice, right? Some of the novelty of like, oh, I can have whatever 
has, mm-hmm. has worn off a little bit in the same way, you know, like a giant chocolate bar, like once you're halfway through it, like mm-hmm. you're not really getting that like full experience of like, Oh, this is so good. It's more just like, eh, there's still more. So like, I'm just going to keep eating more of it. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sugar is, is hugely. And I think that was the other thing that helped me was to realize how sugar is super addictive. And so it is like the more you eat, the more you'll want to eat more. But when I started to cut it out, I actually don't even crave sugar that much anymore because I've been really strict about it. And, and yeah, I was actually able to like, you know, okay, when, when we got a pie, I was able to just have a few bites and not eat like a massive slice (laughs) and be like satisfied at just a few bites instead of just like, keep going, (laughs) keep going. Cause it's right there in front of me and I feel like it's there so I should eat it kind of a thing. So I think that's shifted when I've shifted the, the limitations, when I don't make it part of my routine regularly, then it, it doesn't even seem like that big of a deal or that big of a treat <laughs> ultimately after that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it applies equally to, to a lot of other categories, right? Like watching TV or something, right? Like yeah. watching one episode of something in some circumstances can be really nice. But then sitting there and watching 10, like you're not like the enjoyment just like, Mm -hmm. and then eventually you're just doing it because you were doing it and it's easier than everything else. Like, you know, like mirrors the eating thing where it's like, well, I have this whole slice, like three bites were awesome. The other 15 bites, like I'm going to eat because it's in front of me, (laughs) you know, like the mindset that, that like I've fallen into for sure in the past, Uh, but it doesn't like, I'm not getting that much more value out of it, right? Like I'm not getting five times more value by eating the, the other 15 bites or whatever. Right. So, and I think again, like applies to a lot of um, these like treat yourself, not self-care things mm-hmm. um, that like maybe the quantity can be flexed out a little bit so that it doesn't have as much or create as much like, like debt because it really matters. The difference between two bites of pie and 20 bites of pie is actually tangible like there is actually calories in all of the bites right yes <laughs> that's true absolutely yeah that's a good example and i think that that kind of helps people reframe it as you know when you're thinking about self-care is this fueling my body is this you know productive for my body is this actually beneficial for my body or mind or is it not um, kind of, again, getting back to that, treat yourself in a not so healthy way versus treating yourself in something that would be productive. Like, oh yeah, actually treating myself, getting a full night's sleep, that's treating myself really in a great way. That is like, oh yeah, that sounds amazing <laughs> now, nowadays. Yeah, that's, that's what I'd rather have than, you know, a bowl full of ice cream, honestly. Yeah, and, I, and for me, um, I think I've talked about this before, but it also helps uh, occasionally to think about kind of the the volume of experiences that I'm going to have in each circumstance. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, if I eat a bowl of ice cream, I will feel good for a few minutes and, and then I will probably have a stomach ache because I haven't been eating sugar for a few hours. You know, like the trade-off is not good. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes thinking in that way, at least for me, helps a lot for uh, making better decisions. As long as I think about it before, again, in the moment, really terrible. In the moment, if I haven't made any rules or hadn't made any decisions or anything, and it's like, there's ice cream here, like, oh, cool, ice cream's good. I'm gonna eat that and forget that I'm gonna get a stomachache in 20 minutes. Mm. 
So uh, I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there. I think I've mentioned it a couple times, but that helps me make better decisions occasionally. Yeah. Another thing that I wanted to add is it doesn't necessarily have to be things that make your, your body feel good. It's also like, what, what are things that, you know, fulfill you and give you, you know, joy and happiness. So maybe that's like, I have a calendar, although I, I do admit I'm kind of lacking in this department, but I did have create a calendar of, you know, creative self-expression because, you know, doing something artistic, like dancing or singing, you know, that feel, it feeds my soul, <laughs> nourishes my soul in a way, not necessarily my body, but my like soul. And, um, and that makes me feel good. And that, that feels good to my, my, my well-being. Although I don't always make the time for it. So I, I did kind of, I've fallen off the wagon, but I have to create, create the commitment. Like a, the beginning of the year, I created the commitment of just, you know, even if it's like one hour a week, uh, or even 30 minutes a week where I just like go onto YouTube and find singing lessons and just practice those YouTube video <laughs> lessons. That would, that would, you know, it does feel good. Cause once I, once I get started in it, it's like, it, I don't know, it is a struggle just to get it started. But once I'm in it, it's like, oh yeah, I miss this. This feels good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's one of the hardest parts is like starting on some of these things because you know, turning on the TV and just consuming something is pretty easy, right? Like the information just flows in to you. Whereas what you're talking about, you have to actually like put in effort and create something. And I think there's something pretty important to be said for having like little side projects or hobbies or whatever mm -hmm. that you can actually get a sense of accomplishment or progress, or even just, even if it's not, but you know, even if you're not like, wow, no, I'm seeing the best in the whole world. Like, at least knowing that you've like spent some time on something that feels nice and productive. Um, getting started on some of that stuff can be a little bit harder. Like, but I don't know. I don't know if this is the same for you, but so much of the time I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And then I do it. And like three, three minutes in, I'm like, this is really nice. So I'm like, I, I don't know why there's this disconnect between like, yeah, oh, it's going to be so terrible. It's going to suck. And every second it's going to be horrible. And just like actually doing it. And yeah. being like, it's just completely fine. In fact, it's nice. It is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I think it, it is kind of normal human behavior to just kind of have some like resistance because there, it does feel like there's effort involved and you know, you're really tired out and you don't really want to do anything. And yeah, TV is the easier thing to, to do. But when you, when you actually get into whatever hobby or thing that fulfills you, it, it does feel good. And I think it gives you that sense of like, wow, I, I did something productive, but it wasn't necessarily work related or anything else. It was just for me, that is, I'm doing something for me. Like watching TV, I'm like, is that really for me? But like doing something that I love and that I'm passionate about, that is for me and me alone. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I guess even in the realm of like effort versus non-effort, uh, as we're talking about it, I, I think in terms of like, if I watch a show versus listen to a podcast on a topic that I'm interested in, even that is more meaningful to me. Even that is like, it's the same amount of effort, right? It's the same amount of just like throw something on. Yeah. Um, but it's just about like what impact it has on me or what value it provides for me. And like I said, I've said it a couple times. Like I do think watching TV for some people helps them online. And it's nice and can be like a thing that they find value in. Yeah. Uh, but it's all about just like what your relationship is with whatever the thing is. And 
kind of the quantity, right? Because again, sure, it might help you unwind, but do you really need to watch five hours a day, you know? So I think that's an important distinction too. It's just like your relationship with whatever the thing is. Cause like if I was a, if I was a big like uh, film buff, right? Like watching, watching a movie every day might be something really awesome for me. Like might be like, Oh cool. This technique. And like, Oh, this is the way they, they, you know, unwound the plot. And this is like, you know, this, this piece and this piece. Um, so I don't want to poo poo like one specific thing too much. Uh, mostly just highlight like the relationship with the thing matters a lot and how it's impacting your life mm-hmm. right and I think I think people use tv as kind of an escape from like dealing with their actual life yeah. and it's funny that you just said uh you know five hours a day is actually what the average American watches tv and I'm like how does anyone do that five hours every day times seven days a week that's 35 hours that's like a full-time job right there and I'm just like I could like if I had a second job oh my god what would I be able to accomplish if that was like a job like or a side gig or a side business wow I could learn so many languages I could learn so many skills in that amount of time yeah so that that boggles my mind but I I do believe it because it it is kind of you know it sucks you in and you just watch one after another and then you kind of kind of get numb to it Yep. Yep. And I, I have had kind of the same experience with uh, video games. That's my vice that calls yeah. to me. And I can't tell you how many times I've just been like, oh, you know, I'll just do it for a minute. And then it's like three hours have passed. And I'm like, no, what am I doing? Like, I need those three hours. What is this? Like, and, you know, that's like a behavior in the same vein. Again, for some people, totally awesome way to unwind for 30 minutes. For me, it's just like this, like easily get sucked into waste uh, and, and like crazy amount of time and get almost nothing out of it. Right. Yeah, totally. I think we covered this topic pretty well. Was there anything else you wanted to add? Nope. I got all kinds of random angles in. All right. Perfect. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Happy Talks with Dr. Allison Donovan. We hope you got something of value to help bring a little more happiness into your life. What lesson or takeaway did you get from today's episode? For more tips and tools, be sure to check out my website at dralicefong.com and you can find me on my social media handles at dralicefong. You can find me at howtohappy.com and follow me on my social media handles at howtohappy. Catch you next time. time.